Welcome, everyone. This is Russ Galzo Chronicles the End Times. It's good to have you with us today. And today we're going to continue our discussion on when kingdoms collide. And in the prior episode, we discussed the kingdom of God, which we are going to go into much greater depth in the future, and the kingdoms of this world, the nations of this world. And it's important for us to know that these kingdoms exist, that there is a spiritual kingdoms, and there are also natural kingdoms. And if we believe that there's only natural kingdoms, we are at a great disadvantage. And so today we're going to look at the kingdom of Satan. Now this is a the topic that uh, people don't want to broach. This is uh, something that people, why does he have to do that? You know, why can't he just talk about other stuff? But this is very important for us. It's the things that hold back uh, the blessings of God at times and how we need to know how to battle them and fight back and not run and be a retreating people, a retreating church, but to move forth in faith. As Jesus did say that the gates of hell would not prevail against his church. And I have yet to see, as many have said in the past, gates running down the street chasing people. This clearly means that we are to be at the gates of hell. We are to be knocking them down. And uh, why is that important? Uh, We're going to get into that right now in this episode. So let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and we're going to look at verses 2, 3, and 4. Here Paul is saying, I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be, towards some people who think that we live by the standards of this world. Paul's theme in a lot of his letters to the different churches that God helped him start was that we're separate from the world. It's the theme that we've been talking about. We live in the world, we operate in the world, but we don't live by the world's standards. So we look at verse 3 and 4. Paul says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Wow, what a statement. What in the world is Paul talking about here? He's talking about different weapons, isn't he? He's talking about a whole different approach. He's saying, you know, the weapons of this world, whether they be the weapons of that time or the weapons of our modern era, They have no effect against this enemy. And this enemy is Satan's kingdom and all the angels and the unclean spirits that follow him. So we need to have different weapons if we're going to win this war. And is it important to win this war? Yes, it is extremely important for us to win this war. Should we just stick our heads in the sand and say, well, you know, why do we have to talk about this? Can't this podcast, can he just talk about, you know, really cool things and the blessings that God gives us? You know, why do we have to get into all this scary stuff? Well, you know, we're in this battle, whether we want to admit it or not, whether we acknowledge it or not. The truth is there is a battle raging around us and we can go into it lackadaisical, put our head in the sand and ignore it, or we can go into battle prepared and armed for war. Because either way, we're in the battle. And if we are going to win this war, 
which Christ has set up for us to win, then we need to do this. We need to find out, well, what? how do I operate in this? This is maybe new to a lot of people. You know, I don't like to think about this, but we we need to think about it. We don't need to be looking for a demon around every corner. Not at all. But we need to know how to pray. We need to know what powers God has given us as his church to fight against this enemy. You know, Jesus talked about some pretty amazing things. He spun the heads of a lot of people in his day, and he's still doing it today through his people and through his servants. In Matthew 12, 26, uh, we started uh, to talk about this scripture at the end of the last podcast, and he's talking about uh, driving out demons, and he's talking about the devil and his kingdom, and uh, he's being challenged by the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the teachers and the religious leaders of his day. And he says, if Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then can his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebub or the devil or Satan himself, by whom do your people drive them out? So then they will be your judges. But if I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. How can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can rob his house. Jesus said some pretty alarming, powerful things. No wonder they hated him. He just spun their heads around with some of the things he talked about. But he's telling them, you know what? You're saying that I'm driving out demons by the power of demons. He's saying is ridiculous. There's a kingdom divided against itself will never stand. No, but he says if he's driving them out by the Spirit of God, then what? Then the kingdom of God has come upon them. Whoa, that's, that's heavy-duty stuff. And he goes on to say in verse 29, which is a powerful, powerful verse. He says, again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can rob his house. What is he talking about here? He's talking about Satan's kingdom. And Satan is a strong man. You know, we can't belittle the power that's there. The power of evil is real. And it has been seducing this world for generations upon generations. It is not something to be played with without knowledge. But God is saying, you know what? If that strong man is bound, well, then the stronger man has basically come. And that stronger man can take all the things that the strong man had in his kingdom. And in this case, we're not talking about gold and silver, things that perish, but we're talking about the soul's eternity, the spirits of men and women and children. And the enemy today is clever. The devil is not in a red suit with horns and a little pitchfork, you know, dancing around like a fool, you know. (laughs) We like to think, well, if I ever saw the devil like that, I would know that he was the devil and you know it's 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 laughable i know but it's it's so silly the some of the the ways we think of these things he is sly he comes in the back door he comes in through the window he he looks for ways in which he can trick people and seduce people 
without them even knowing that it's him. So how do we combat these things? Well, we go back to what Paul told us in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and we look at verse 4, and we see that he tells us what kind of weapons we need to use. He says to us that these weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds. What's a powerful word? Demolish means to absolutely devastate, to almost extinction. This is the type of divine power that Christ has given the believer, the one who walks in his word, who trusts him, who listens to him, who prays and builds their faith. This is the power that's needed to overcome the devil's kingdom and the lusts of this world. How can we set free people that we know that are bound, very much bound, and they seem to be on a track for disaster no matter what happens, no matter how many programs they go in or no matter how much people talk to them or they say, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to change, and it never happens. Why? Because they're bound by a supernatural power. And it takes a greater supernatural power that Paul talks about to overcome them. When the stronger man comes, that's Christ in us. When he comes on the scene, he binds the strong man. He binds this kingdom. And when he does, we're able to go in and take the possessions that the enemy has held. And what are these possessions? They are the people that we're praying for, the people that we see every day, the people that we love, the people that we work with, our neighbors and friends that are bound in so many different ways. And you may say, well, what are you trying to say, Russ, that everybody's got a demon? Of course not. That's not true at all. But what I'm saying is the atmosphere, the spiritual atmosphere around them can be controlled by the enemy, bringing despair and despondency and hopelessness. And this kind of atmosphere can be broken through the power that God has given us. And how can we reach them? They cannot be reached any other way but through prayer. And not just, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep kind of prayers. You know, they're fine for teaching young people how to pray. But we need adult, mature people who are going to seek the Lord, who are going to pray and understand that they have been given divine power to demolish these strongholds, to demolish this kingdom that Satan has, to break down the walls just like Jericho and go in and take the possessions that this enemy has held, the possessions that are more precious than any silver or any gold. And this is our mission. This is what Christ would have for us. This is what Jesus did. This is what we need to do. Prayer moves the hand of God. And if we want to see God's hand move and we want to see miracles and we want to see God intervene in lives and change lives supernaturally, we need to know the secrets of the kingdoms of this world and the kingdoms that we cannot see. When you look around you and you see the news today and all the things that are happening, know that God is in control. His kingdom is the preeminent kingdom, the kingdom without end. 
So stay tuned. We're not done with this subject. Part three of When Kingdoms Collide. God bless. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.